0: Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for joining us today. We are in the middle of a mini-series entitled Grace and Justification, You know, in lieu of the upcoming 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation, the church in the West has been divided for so many centuries. I thought it would be wise to develop some broadcasts so that Catholics could learn what they believe and what Protestants believe, and I realize there's a lot of Protestant listeners to Catholic Radio, and you might be quite surprised to learn some things of what the Catholic Church actually teaches about justification. And just so you know, when we talk about justification, it was over this issue that caused the big bang, so to speak, of the Protestant Reformation. This was the key issue. And I've written a book entitled Grace and Justification, subtitled, An Evangelical's Guide to Catholic Beliefs. And one of the reasons I subtitled it the way I did is I was an evangelical pastor and I incorrectly held to Catholic beliefs. And I think it's very wise for both sides to understand clearly what each other believes. So let's jump into it. I'm gonna review now the basics. And why am I reviewing the basics? because the basics are not understood. In fact, I'll go further. The basics are misunderstood. The Catechism of the Catholic Church is the most authoritative place to go to find out Catholic beliefs. it's a great place for Catholics to go to learn their faith better. It's also a great place to go if you're a Protestant and you wanna know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches. And if you want to learn about justification, I'll tell you the exact section number to go to. It's section 1996 in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. I'll say that number again because it's a really critical paragraph, section 1996, and it says this. I'll read the first part of the paragraph, the first sentence, when it talks about justification, and this is it. Our justification is by the grace of God. Now, if an evangelical Protestant is listening, I'm just kind of picturing somebody like I was a number of years ago, you know, wait, wait, wait a minute. Protestants believe justification is by the grace of God. Catholics don't believe that. That's why we had the Protestant Reformation. No, that is not the issue. Let me repeat again, from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, quote, our justification is by the grace of God, unquote. So here's the bottom line. Both Protestants and Catholics believe that justification is by God's grace, both do. And this, <laughs> this is such a huge misunderstanding and I, got an undergraduate degree in theology, and I went to seminary, and I didn't have what I just gave you. Of course, there wasn't a Catechism of the Catholic Church when I was researching these questions. So I can't underscore enough the importance of this section. Our justification is by the grace of God. A lot of Protestant evangelicals believe that Catholics hold that justification is by something we ourselves do to earn God's favor. And that's not the case because the paragraph 1996 continues and says this, grace is favor, the free and undeserved help that God gives us to respond to his call to become children of God. I'd like to underscore two words in that sentence, undeserved help. You know, I ask folks, Protestants and Catholics, but particularly Catholics now that I speak to a lot of Catholic conferences, what is your primary reason for hoping that God will allow you into heaven. And you've probably heard me basically ask this question, I don't know how many times on Faith and Family Radio. Do you know why I keep asking it? Because the vast, vast majority of Catholics answer it incorrectly. They'll say something to the effect like, I've tried to be a good person or not do this or do this. And that's not undeserved help. That's trying to say to God, I deserve to be in heaven because what I have done, what I have not done. That's not undeserved help, and that's not grace, and that's not Catholicism, and that has nothing to do with the Christian faith. And yet so many millions, and I'll underscore millions of Catholics can go through Catholic school can go through catechism programs, and I dare say we tend to have so many facts coming at us that we miss the big thing. And uh, I just said in a recent newsletter, and by the way, if you want a copy of it, just scoop me an email at askthehost at gmail.com. But I was talking about my past as an evangelical pastor, and I attempted to lead Catholics out of the church, and I did so. And here's why I didn't do it. I didn't agree with the Catholic practice of calling a priest father, okay? It's a very frequent question that Catholics ask on Catholic radio. Yet, you know how many Catholics I felt led to try to bring out of the church because of calling a priest father? Zero. I didn't agree with having statues in, in sanctuaries and in homes. It made me very uncomfortable. Do you know how many Catholics I tried to lead out of the church because of religious statues? Zero. You see, all the questions that you, you hear asked over and over on apologetics call-in shows had nothing to do with why I tried to lead Catholics out of the church. There was one overriding reason. It was the fundamental reason why the Protestant Reformation started and split with Catholicism, and it was justification. That was the issue. And at at the bottom line issue, was it by grace or something that I did? And if you say, well, I've tried to be a good person, then when you come to Mass on Sunday, instead of saying, I believe in God the Father Almighty, I believe in me because you're believing in a self-salvation which isn't christianity and will not get you to heaven. You can't get to heaven on your own efforts. That's why Jesus came down. That's why he provides us grace and help and favor and acceptance that we don't deserve. Okay. Now it's a long introduction, but boy we've got to get this because this is the this is a key to unlocking a relationship with God, and an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And it's also a key that we need to get across to our young people facing such a hostile culture while they're growing up in their teens and even in early adulthood, or such pressures. And there has to be the strong spiritual life within, and it will not occur if they approach their Christian faith as something I'm trying to do as being a good person that will not get you through the 21st century, I guarantee it, okay? You need the strength that comes from God, undeserved grace, and it comes to us. Now, just to make things a little confusing, uh, when we go from the original language that St. Paul wrote in the New Testament, I'm talking particularly of his epistle to the Romans and his epistle to the Galatians, this was written in Greek, New Testament Greek, And when you translate Greek into English, the word justification comes out with two words. You can have, uh, they're basically synonyms. I'm just going to give you an example, and if you're home, this is a good series, by the way, to keep an open Bible if uh, you're listening at home. I'm looking at Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, and this is the theme for the entire epistle to the Romans. St. Paul writes, "'For in it,' that's the gospel,' The righteousness of God is revealed through faith, for faith, as it is written, he who through faith is righteous shall live. Now, justification by faith is the theme of the epistle to Romans. How many times did I say justification when I read that verse saying the theme? Not once, but I did say twice, righteousness. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed through faith, He who through faith is righteous shall live. You see, the Greek root and related words, whether it's uh, both a noun or a verb, can be expressed through the word righteous, or righteousness, or made righteous, or justify, justification. They're synonyms because we've just read the theme of justification by faith saying it's through faith. Righteousness comes to us. We are born because of sin, an original sin, in a state of unrighteousness. And we accumulate uh, be- sins as we go through life if we don't have a cleansing through baptism early in life. And so we come in an unrighteous state to God. Justification is moving from that unrighteous state to the righteous state. That's justification. And so if you go through Romans, I'm going to go to chapter 3, and I'm going to read the verse that started the Protestant Reformation. This is, the, this is ground zero for the explosion that has gone on now. We're feeling the after effects for five centuries. Romans chapter 3 and verse 28 says this, "'For we hold that a man is justified by faith apart from the works of the law.'" And when it says justified by faith, this is the same Greek root that we just read about in chapter one when it used righteousness instead of justification. These are synonyms, okay? And somebody might say, now I've been following you along with the uh, New American Bible and I've just gotten confused. And I personally find the New American Bible somewhat confusing in its lack of precision in translation. I am using what's called the RSV, the Revised Standard Version, and Ignatius Press puts out quite a number of uh, different types of Bibles in the Revised Standard Version, the Catholic Edition. It's the RSVCE, and the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible is in that translation, and much of the Scripture quotations in the Catechism of the Catholic Church are also from the Revised Standard Version, and it's a, it is more accurate than the New American Bible, so we're doing something so important as trying to determine exactly what the Scriptures say about something so important, and has divided Christians for so many years, we want to have an accurate translation. Now, what is the difference between Protestants and Catholics when it comes to their view on justification. And last week, if you remember, I shared with you how Protestants and Catholics have two differing views on justification stemming from two different definitions of justification. See, in the Protestant view, justification is a one-time momentary event, okay? It's, it happens, and, and that's basically that event is then over, whereas in Catholicism, justification begins, and theologians call that first moment of justification first justification, but that's not the end of it. In Catholicism, justification runs through your whole Christian life not just for a moment at the beginning. And this is where a lot of confusion comes in. So I'm looking here at the epistle to Romans. And if you look at Romans, St. Paul opens with its theme, justification or righteousness by faith, spends a couple of chapters saying the universal need for righteousness or justification because of sinfulness. And then chapters three and four talk about justification by faith, And Protestants kind of end it there and saying then St. Paul goes on to talk about other things, whereas Catholics approach this same epistle and say, no, the whole doctrinal section of this epistle all the way through chapter 11 is still talking about justification. And even the practical implications in chapters 12 to the end of the epistle are the how justification works out in the relationships within a congregation or congregations that are the church at Rome. But here's the difference. At the very beginning of justification for Catholics, the church teaches that justification is by faith, okay? Protestants teach justification is by faith alone. Okay, so which, which one is correct? Now, let me share with you what I read in a journal from a Protestant evangelical seminary, and it was a real strong slam against Catholicism over the doctrine of justification, and it says this, St. Paul teaches with great authority that justification is by faith alone, as Romans 3.28 says. And notice, I didn't quote Romans 3.28, I just referred to it. And so to speak, um, I just pulled a fast one on you. And as a Catholic, what you should say, if somebody quotes Romans 3.28 to you, it's like, whoo! That sounds fascinating. Let's read it. Romans three twenty eight. We hold that a man is justified by faith. Hmm. Where's the alone? I don't see the alone in my Revised Standard Version. Is the alone in your King James Version? Uh, no. Is the alone in your English Standard Version? No. Is it in the New American Standard Version? No. Um. Is it in the New International Version? No. Is it in any version? No. Is it in the Greek New Testament? No. So how do you come up with justification by faith alone? Well, (laughs) this might sound wild, but it's not in any English Bible the only place you will find justification by faith alone is where it's negated. It's James 2.24. It says, you see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. And so where did the alone come for Romans 3.28? It came from Martin Luther, who simply inserted it into his German translation of the Bible. And you say, oh, Martin Luther just made a little mistake by inserting the word alone into Romans 3:28. No, this is his own words, and this is what he said. I will give you my reason for using the word sola, which in Latin means alone. I knew very well that here in Romans 3, the word sola is not in the Latin and Greek text, and it was not necessary for the papists to teach me that. It is true these four letters, S-O-L-A, are not in it. Nevertheless, it expresses the meaning of the text. And if our German translation is to be clear and powerful, it ought to be put in. In other words, he inserted this in Scripture. And this alone, that this is the big difference. Catholics believe in justification by faith, exactly as St. Paul teaches in Romans 3.28, Protestants believe in justification by faith alone, and that alone justified splitting the church in two, even though it's not found in Scripture. And you might imagine to yourself now, what was Luther thinking as far as his authority for doing this? And here's what he said. If your papist makes much unnecessary fuss about the word sola, again, alone, say straight out to him, Dr. Martinus Luther will have it so. Thus, I will have it. Thus, I order it. My will is reason enough, for we will not be the scholars or the disciples of the papists, but their masters and judges. This is my answer to your question. And he then says, don't give me any further answer on this, but simply say this, Dr. Martinus Luther will have it so and says that he is a doctor above all doctors, and so he simply decreed it out of his will. Now, I have been an evangelical pastor, youth pastor. I have wide acquaintances with evangelicals. I taught in an evangelical Bible school. I established another evangelical Bible school, and I have never... Ever met an evangelical in my lifetime who approaches Scripture like that? Not a single person. They have great respect for the Scripture. And I know my seminary classmates, we worked our heads off studying Greek and Hebrew in order to get exactly what the Scripture said. And we wouldn't dream of trying to, by our own will, inserting something in Scripture and then saying, because Catholics don't say alone, they're not a true church. And therefore, we need to start a second church. And this is, this is the whole deal. And you say, well, Catholics really don't believe in justification by the grace of God. Section 1996 of the Catechism, our justification is by the grace of God. Well, Catholics really don't believe it's by faith. The Council of Trent says this, we are justified by faith because faith is the beginning of human salvation. The foundation and root of all justification, without which it is impossible to please God and to come unto the fellowship of his Son. Do you see this? It's by faith, and it's the root and the beginning. And then somebody will object. But yes, Catholics believe in works, and you know what? They do because remember, Catholicism isn't simply the very beginning. It's the whole Christian life. At the very beginning, I just read to you what Trent believes. It's by faith. It's by faith, and it's the beginning of salvation. It's the foundation and the root. But if justification in Catholicism refers to the whole Christian life, yes, there's going to be good works. Now, there's a distinction that um, Protestants honestly do not make. In fact, I use the lack of distinction between these two things to literally lead Catholics out of the church. There are such a things that Saint Paul, in his strongest condemnations, criticizes things called works of the law, and works of the law were things that. Um, people did in a religious effort to uh, either obtain a relationship with God or to maintain a relationship with God. St. Paul condemns that. He says, no, you know, our relationship with God is based on grace, undeserving help. But once we receive the undeserving help, we're to do good works. And so there's works of the law, works of the flesh. They're bad, There's good works, and guess what they are? They're good. So there's two types of works. So when you see works mentioned, you need to determine, are they good or are they bad? Now, here are the two verses of the New Testament that I used that, I must admit, worked ever so well to convince Catholics to leave the church. I would first ask, does your church believe that it's necessary to do works. And if we're having a little bit more of a theological discussion, I would add justification. Does your church teach that works are necessary for salvation? And Catholics, halfway knowledgeable kind of thing, would say, well, yes. And so then I'd proceed to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. I can't tell you how many times These two verses are quoted in books and in sermons and evangelistic crusades and on TV broadcast and even by me in my former days. It goes like this, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not because of works, lest any man should boast. (gasps) not because of works. Well, there you go. Catholic Church must be wrong because you just said Catholic Church believes that works are necessary for salvation. End of conversation. End of your Catholic faith. Join a Protestant church which believes in justification by grace. Uh Uh-uh. Verse 10 is a part of the same paragraph that Ephesians 2, 8, 9 are. So let's go back through the verses for by grace you have been saved through faith. Absolutely. This is exactly what Council of Trent taught and the catechism teaches. And this is not of your own doing. This is exactly what the catechism teaches, undeserving help. It is the gift of God. This is why I launched this broadcast saying. Then it says, not because of works. Now, when you hear the word works, you need to discern. Are these good or are these bad? And if it says not because of works, they're the works of the law. works of the flesh, lest any man should boast. But now verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You see, it says that God had a plan for us, and when he brings us into union with himself by grace through faith then we realize that God has an eternal plan for our life in time for us to do good works. This is God's plan, and he's already prepared it beforehand. There's no striving. There's no climbing the ladder trying to strive to get into heaven because we try to get be a good person. He says we should simply walk in them. We find that religious effort, which is so hard by ourselves, become dramatically assisted by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that we're, our lives become an unfolding plan that God has prepared before us. You see, if you wanna be a faith alone evangelical, it's Ephesians 2, eight and nine. If you wanna be a Catholic, it's Ephesians 2, eight, nine and 10, and that's a huge difference. I urge you to go to Amazon, get a copy, maybe even a couple copies of my book, Grace and Justification. And I say a couple copies. Please, Catholics, share one of these with your great evangelical friends. It's available in both print form and Kindle. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 174 of Faith and Family Radio. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org to order copies of Faith and Family broadcasts and to learn more about Catholic family life.